Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Easy Peasy Show. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm here with my co-host Peyton. Today is August 28th of 2023, and it was a nice little weekend. Football is officially back. It felt good, even though there were some uh, pretty disgusting games out there, some pretty disgusting plays. Um, you know, still enjoyable. Like, I mean, who cares? Like I said, football is back. And then, obviously, UFC. Um, awesome, as always. Uh, we had to wake up early. It was worth it. Uh, I was in and out for some of the fights, just like some of the fighters. But... Mm. Um, I was awake for the main event. That's all I really cared about. And boy, was it worth it. Uh, if you'd like, Peyton, we can start with the UFC recap. Yeah, absolutely. Might be, might be the easier thing to cover. We'll roll through that really quick, and then we can discuss our thoughts on some of the games, some of the college football games this weekend. Can't wait. Uh, such a sick thing to say. Anyways, we can, uh, we'll go ahead and get started. With UFC Singapore, a uh, great crowd, as always. Like I said, it's all, the international is always just, they always, you know, bring the heat. And it's just, they're always so into it. And I don't I don't blame them. You know, it's kind of like whenever uh, Premier League soccer comes to the United States. I mean, it's always like a huge crowd and everyone gets really into it. Just because not accustomed to having that. But, um, and then obviously a bunch of uh, home fighters for them, I guess if you will. Uh, ranging from, you know, Korea to Japan to... I'm not sure if there were actually any Chinese fighters fighting or not. I don't think they were. There were. So. No, 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 there was. There was Naliang. Na oh, duh. Um, duh. Yeah, I heard some talks. But, uh, yeah, anyways. A uh, bunch of... Uh, I said a bunch of support for, for all the fighters, too. It wasn't like, you know, an American walked down, they started booing. I mean, they were going crazy for anyone who walked out. And uh, it, was, it was awesome to see. But, um... We can roll through the prelims really quick and then, you know, stop and talk about any fights that we liked in particular. I really don't care. Uh, we'll get started, though. Uh, Sung Woo Choi versus Jana Aarons. Uh, Choi and Aarons went the full 15 minutes, got brought to decision, and Choi won the unanimous decision. Uh, I'm not sure. Did he win 29-28? I believe so, yes. Okay. Um... I think I made this stuff. Yeah, I did. I did. I purposely slept in an extra 20 minutes, and I just made sure I was awake for the Alger Tulane fight. I went, I went, I was going to be there no matter what, you know? But, yeah. um, I don't know. Props to the European and Asian and just people across the world that watch UFC. <laughs> it's tough, dude. You know, they got to do this every, uh, every, I mean, every weekend or, you know, any weekend they're interested in watching. I mean, you know, I mean, like, I mean, just think about it. You're a European fan, you know, so. Or like Australia too. I mean, they it's like hardly any of their champions fight in their time zone. So like, you want to like support your guy? He's like, okay, three a.m. they fight. Oh, I mean, Golly, man, it's terrible. I mean, I'm sure they can stay up on. I'm sure they have no problem with it, but I couldn't imagine. It killed me. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, we can move on to the next fight. Uh, the one I uh was kind of excited for JJ Aldridge versus Nali Yang. And, um, you know, it was a very entertaining, you know, like I said, first, like, three minutes, very competitive. And then after that, really wasn't. Uh, J.J. Aldrich got the uh, ground-and-pound KO against an exhausted Liang, as expected. 
as expected. And it's always funny watching her fight, man. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great sight to see. So it's like, I want to hate her, but I can just because it's, it's just, it's just funny. It's just funny. And it's like watching giraffes fight, you know, like sure. <laughs> it sounds, it seems brutal or like it sounds brutal and it looks, but it just looks, it looks funny. You know, it's, it's one yeah. of those things. It's like, this, this can't be a real thing. This is not how they fight. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really see a Chinese fighter like her, just like, like he saw so. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, anyways, I'll move on to the next fight. Uh, Billy Golf versus Yusaka Kinoshita. Um, you suck. I mean, that's, I think that's what Billy Golf said to him as he knocked him out. But, um, or I say knocked him out, but he got, I guess, got, I think got it was a TK era. Did, did he get knocked out? I thought it was like a like Wait, a liver strike. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm th- I thought I predicted golf to win. I was just going through my uh, my predictions, and I said, "Oh yeah, I got that one wrong." But forgot that I predicted Kinoshita to win that one. My mistake. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, Billy Golf wins. Um, pretty nice shot to the uh, cameras or later the solar plexus. Uh, either way, and uh, can't shit to collapse to the ground. He's able to get the ground and pound finish. Very entertaining fight. I can't. I don't think Golf was ever rocked like I thought he would be. Uh, I think there was a couple times it was close, but he kind of he stayed on his feet a lot better than he usually does, and um. He was able to catch Kinoshita slipping. Uh, surprised. I mean, it was pretty close to the time for like the three minutes it was a fight. But, hey, um, you know, congrats to Billy Goff. He only has two losses on his record. He's still climbing up. Can't wait for his next fight, personally. I think he's a uh, very exciting fighter to watch. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Excited for see if you see what he can do. Oh, yeah, it should be. Like I so said, he's going he's gonna to be one of those fighters that just always puts on a very entertaining fight no matter what because he's either getting people out of there, especially now. I mean, he, he was able to knock out Kenny Shida. That's very impressive. Um, so I say knock him out, but, you know, he was able to. Yeah, TKO. Yeah, he was able to get him down the ground via a punch. But uh, moving on to the next fight, Kenny Song versus Rolanda Bedoya. Uh, this one kind of surprised me a little bit. I figured if it would go to the, go the distance, it'd be Bedoya all day. But... Um, to Song's advantage, he was able to land more powerful shots, and like I said Bedoya just eats them and smiles, but that didn't really look good to the judges because there's a few times he was just like wobbling around, and uh, yeah, sure enough, the judges kind of saw that and gave the gave the decision to Keenan Song. So uh, good for Keenan Song, thinking he's the biggest underdog uh, Saturday to win. Now I know he's a pretty decent sized underdog. I know a lot of people are on Bedoya and for good reason, but. Song was able to come out there and uh, do his thing. Was able to get the win via decision. Yep, big shocker, but I mean, you'll have those in the UFC from time to time. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And moving on to the next prelim, uh, Mikhail versus Chidi. I'm not going to bother with either last names. Uh, this is one of sadly I think I fell back asleep for, or one of the ones you know I uh, quote unquote rested my eyes for, yeah. but um. Oh, that's interesting. This fight and the next fight ended at the exact same time. Anyways, uh, knockout ground and pound for uh, Mikhail gets his win. And what was a, uh, I think this fight was a pick em. I think maybe Mikhail maybe started pulling away via the odds makers. Um, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting fight, I guess. Like I said, I didn't really watch it. But I'm um, glad there was a finish nonetheless. I feel like that was um, kind of one of the more surefire things. Maybe. I'm not sure. But, um... Good for McCall. 
hopefully Chidi can bounce back. Like so I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Chidi and Jaquani. But uh Yeah, I don't know. Recess, I guess. Yep. I'm in the same boat as you. Kind of rest my eyes for this fight, so sad as <laughs> sad as it is. It was yeah. Put me through yeah. the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, this fight in the next two. I uh I was kinda in and out of it, you know, I just have the TV waking me up because, like I said, I think all of these had finishes, so, like, the TV woke me up <gasps> for all of them. Yeah, pretty much. And then, uh, so the next fight, uh, like I said, finished at the same exact time, 4-16 in round one. Uh, Garrett Armfield defeated Oshiyama Kazama, which pretty surprised. Like I said, I didn't see the fight, so I'm really not sure what happened, but I was actually, it's kind of surprising to uh, see that. Oh, I mean, no, not really, actually. I think this fight was supposed to be pretty even. I think I was just a little bit higher in Kazama, and he ended up losing. Oh, well. Womp womp. Did you just say womp womp? <laughs> All I'm saying. <clears throat> but, oh, uh, yeah. All there is to that fight. Oh, you have any thoughts about it, Peyton? We'll move on to the next one. Just keep it going. All right. And then, uh, creeping up as the uh, futured prelim. We have Waldo Cortez Acosta, who went up against Luca, uh, Lucas Bresky. And, yep. And while well, Cortez Acosta was actually able to get a knockout, I was pretty surprised. Usually, uh, I'm not really used to seeing him with that kind of power. But uh, I believe, you know, he was able, able to catch Bresky pretty good. Uh, had him, you know, stumbling around in there, looking like, you know, like a penguin who's just not learning how to walk. <laughs> and, um... He was able to get out of the, get him out of there in the first round too. Nonetheless, like so I was pretty surprised. I had, I figured that this fight would go to decision no matter what. But uh, Cortez Augusto actually looked pretty good in there. Yeah, I think I texted you uh, after the fight talking about the knockout. Said it was one of the funnier knockouts that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, just the way he had him stumbling backwards had me. I don't know why I find these things funny, but. Yeah, I know. I mean, it wasn't even like he was stumbling backwards. It's like he straight up just like turned around and just started tumbling towards the cage. Yeah. I mean, he was walking forward just away from, you know, Cortez Acosta, which, yeah, like you said, strange, funny, however you want to see it. Um, Yeah, he was definitely in the bottom nonetheless, and he got finished. He got put out of there pretty early. Yep. And then um, speaking of put out of there pretty early, uh, our first main card event of the night was Junior Topper versus Parker Porter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know the oddsmakers had this as a pick -em, but uh, the fight kind of went more or less how we saw it going. Uh, I know the Parker Porter bandwagon is getting smaller and smaller, unfortunately for them. Uh, I know he's a lovable guy, but he got put out of there uh, pretty easily and pretty early, a minute and a half into the first round. I think, or no, it was like three and a half minutes in. No, it was a minute and a half in. It was a minute and a half in. Okay. It didn't even seem like that long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Junior, Junior Taffa got his thing, got it done. Like I said, Parker Porter's chin is just, uh, unfortunately, not the best in the heavy, heavyweight division. And like I said, it's a bad division to not have a good chin. So Parker Porter falls to 14 and 9. Uh, Junior Taffa in his young career has climbed to 5 and 1. So, um, you know, I think the Taffa hype trains growing a little bit now uh i know people weren't too high on him after the uh muhammad usman fight but like it's uh you know he fought a similar fighter and parker porter was able to get the job done showed his power prevailed yeah you know i uh watching this fight i kind of i mean i, I kind of like him man i think he i think he has a pretty bright future yeah absolutely not saying like, champion or nothing like that but... right but it's always fun to watch the guys with that kind of power i mean he's he's a little bit 
a little bit better physique version of Todd Tuivasa. So, right. I mean, um, but you know, it is what it is. Good for Tafa, and um, I don't know what's next for Parker Porter. But anyways, we move on to the uh, people's main event: uh, Blanchfield versus Santos uh, with the full fifteen minutes. And a very impressive showing from both of these fighters. They both had their ups, they both had their downs. Obviously, the first round, it really looked like Santos is going to run away with it. But then Blanchfield uh, implemented her game plan to perfection. And, I mean, obviously, perfection would have been her being able to get Santos on the ground. But I was impressed by Santos's takedown defense. But Blanchfield won the minutes. And, I mean, that's what she does. She's a minutes winner. And, I mean, she tired out Santos. Because when they separated in the third round and it was a fist fight again, all of a sudden Blanchfield looked like the much better fighter. Only because she was the more fresh fighter. So, um, yeah, very impressive showing from Blanchfield. And, you know, like I said, I I think she is going to be a future champion. And I think she showed why. Um, She, you know, she pretty soundly defeated someone who, you know, almost won the champ. Should have probably been a champion. But, um... Anyways, uh, Blanchfield's probably up next. I'd imagine for a title shot. Maybe. I don't know. But um, She wants one, I know. She she called for it after the fight. I mean, she, well, that she doesn't always mean anything, uh, but... Yeah, no, just don't ask her to Plessy. There, there had to be something going on with that, huh? That, that's just a strange situation. Like, it felt like the UFC was also going that. Well, it was until Adesanya started calling a white guy. And his family, you know, inward, left and right. And it was just like, okay, let's get him. And then, like, they saw he just stood there and took it. So he's like, okay, let's get out of Sonya, a real trash talker. Yeah, and someone he, someone he can be will hype up the new Plessy fight even more. I don't know. But, um, anyways, moving on to our third, no, one, two, yep, third main card fight. Irene Nakamura versus Freddy Garcia and what was a bloodbath. Mm. I say a bloodbath, but I mean, it's just total domination by Nakamura. I mean, he just, you know, had Garcia on the ground. Garcia looked like he was lost, and Nakamura looked like, you know, the professional he is. He's 8-0 now. He's looking stronger than ever. Um, you know, Freddie Garcia, very tough guy, and uh, showed his toughness in there. You know, he had the Mexican chin, and Nakamura just couldn't get him out of there. And uh, I was kind of surprised. I thought Nakamura's power and just finishing ability would be able to get, him, be able to get Garcia out of there. But, hey, like, Gar- Garcia hung in there, and I, I was surprised. I was impressed. Like I said, just the matchup was definitely not in his favor. Uh, there's only so much you can do about that. Um, like I, said, I don't think that fight should have been made in the first place, but it was, and uh, Nakamura got it done. Yeah, that feels like one of the uh, fights that the UFC makes when they want you to call it a career. <laughs> but but yeah, um, and, and all joking aside, uh, dude, Nakamura, Nakamura, whatever, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of him now after seeing him fight uh, Saturday. Looked really good. Obviously, didn't get the finish that he probably wanted and the UFC probably wanted him to get. But nonetheless, I mean, he he was dominant. And I think he... I think he could have gotten a finish. It just felt like he was trying to go after, like, a certain submission that time. I don't know. It was... It's kind of a strange situation, but yeah, I mean, um, to a, to a certain extent, he may have been using it as like a, a sparring practice, not really sparring, but just like some some training. I guess, like you said, really trying to test out his limits, seeing what he could do. And um, in a fifteen minute fight, he looked great. I will say that. So I mean, I'll I'll be definitely keeping that in mind next time I call one of his fights. I mean, absolutely. And the cardio looks good too. 
Yeah, uh, that's for a guy good. that hasn't fought past the first round very often. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. It was pretty su- pretty surprising. So, like I said, it may have just been him just, like, straight up just testing the waters, being like, I, if I get a finish, cool. If not, that's fine. I'm just going to keep doing my work here, see if I can, you know, see if I can do what I can do. And, you know, is Garcia, obviously, Garcia, not that great of an opponent to do that to. Or, I, you know, I say that to him, it should be pretty great, pretty easy to practice, but it's not very impressive, I guess I'll say it like that. Right. I I do want to give Garcia props. I know you already did as well, but man, I mean, obviously, completely overwhelmed, overmatched by a guy like Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura. Yeah, I'm gonna get it one day. But <laughs> um, but man, like you really, I don't want to say held his ground in the sense of being competitive because the fight was not competitive at all. But I think, I mean, the, the determination to not let that fight get finished is. It's it's something to behold. That yeah, fight had no reason to not be finished. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I mean uh, implied odds, but I think had that fight like it's an eighty percent chance of finishing, and obviously that's just purely from the Arrinia Nakamura side. But um, yeah, like you know, like you said, props to Garcia, next level toughness. We already knew that about him, but I mean, even that this was just a, such a great showing for that, for what it's worth. Obviously, you know, a pretty bad loss, but um, you know, we'll take the good with the bad around here, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and Nakamura seems like a legitimate competitor at the at, oh, yeah. in bantamweight. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, move on before we get to the co-main, we had the Gikichkatsi fight versus the Haxaceras fight. Uh, ended up going to decision. Uh, I, th- I don't think I was able to watch this fight. I think I was watching some. Um, I was watching Formula One qualifying during this fight, but um. I guess I'm assuming Giga won in pretty impressive fashion. If it was a unanimous decision, I don't know if it was a 29 kind of fight or a 30 kind of fight. I think I saw some highlights uh, of his kicks, um, getting through Alex, and it was, you know, obviously Giga kicks. So, yeah, it was. I don't know. The first round felt pretty close, um, but after that, it, it really felt like Giga just kind of took over, did his thing. And, yeah, did his thing. He landed, Caceres landed more, but uh, Giga was a lot more powerful, had a lot more mm-hmm. damage given. So um, I think they gave it to him just off of that. Third round was yeah. very evidently Giga's round. I believe all three judges scored at 29 28, by the way. Okay. Um, Caceres didn't look bad. And in the first round, you could tell he was really frustrating, Giga. But uh, once Giga kind of settled in, I mean, it was. It, it was over with. There was nothing Caceres could do. Uh, it just was what it was. Yeah, I guess it is what it is. And uh, we'll move on to the co-main event, which ended in a split decision uh, favoring Lionheart Smith. Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. The second iteration, Anthony Smith is now 2-0 against Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann, now a big question mark in the UFC for me. Um, you know, as I put him in the same same tier as... Khalil Roundtree in terms of like is this guy going to show up or not for his fight so when he does he looks awesome when he doesn't it's weird and just like kind of it really really kind of makes at least for me it kind of makes my head hurt it's like what, what is this guy doing but um no nonetheless uh you know he got his shots in on Smith Smith obviously did the same to Span and uh it was a very very close fight as evident by the split decision uh, I personally lead Span I don't know if I was biased because I chose him or not but I do think it really came down to that third round and 
you know, I mean, it really was a competitive fight. I think came down came out to that came down to that third round, and I uh, the judges gave it to Anthony Smith, which uh, good for him. Like I said, I did think I was questioning his heart a little bit, but um, you know, he I guess he got out there and just did his thing. You know, obviously, definitely not looking like Anthony Smith of old, who you know challenged John Jones for the belt and was you know like ooh like did really well. You know, this is just I guess current day Anthony Smith. I mean, it just did just enough and uh I guess I'm kind of surprised this fight didn't really end in a finish I thought one way or another it was going to but and like I said I uh, went the full 15 minutes good for Lionheart not sure what his future holds and I'm really not sure what Ryan Span does from here either but um you know good for Smith good for Smith and hopefully Span can rebound off of this and like I said figure out you know figure out what he needs to do because like I said he was landing shots and stuff and I guess you know, obviously Anthony Smith has some good toughness, but he's not a guy who can't be finished. So, no. you know, it was it was a good fight nonetheless. Very close, very competitive. Yeah, but in the uh, what you said about Anthony Smith, I think he looked pretty good. I mean, obviously, like you said, not not the old Anthony Smith, but um, he didn't look bad at all. He looked competitive in there with a a guy like uh, Span who. He knows can finish him at, all, at any given moment with his power, but um, Smith stood in there, even absorbed. I mean, really, I thought his his orbital was broken. Uh, no idea how he finished the fight, but he did. And, uh, ultimately, did enough to win the fight. Third round was pretty close. I think we kind of differed in opinion here. Um, it was real close. I think Span put on a little bit of pressure towards the end, but I think. Ultimately, Lionheart did enough in the first few minutes in the third. It it was really a razor thin decision. Yep, yep, absolutely. And uh, like I said, good fight. And uh, we'll see where both these fighters go from here. And uh, moving on to the main event, we have Max Holloway and Chan Sung Jung. Um, very good fight. Well, for what it was worth, I mean, I, it was it was actually very competitive. Like I said, it was like a Korean zombie kind of fight. And a Max Holloway kind of fight. Uh, you know, obviously they both... Um, oh, Max won via knockout uh, pretty early in the third round after a flurry. Um, you know, bum rush by the Korean zombie. But um, what was a very... Like I said, very, very competitive fight. Uh, I said, Max Holloway, probably the slowest start I've ever seen him do. And I think it really came down to, you know, just I guess the respect he has for Korean zombie. And obviously he recognizes his power. And I said, maybe the, you know, Maui fires were just like, you know, we're kind of sitting heavy on him. And he was just in a different headspace than what he usually is. You know, he's not in the headspace where he's like, oh, I'm just going to just go out and strike this guy. I really don't care. You know, he'd like to say he may have been uh, obviously just more careful. I think he was a, was a very respectful version of Max all the way around. Not to say he's usually disrespectful, but, um, you know, usually in his fighting style, he is very disrespectful to other fighters because he makes them look like fools whenever um in boxing matches. But, um, you know, this fight was very competitive. Uh, Korean Zombie obviously had the, had more power than Holloway. Um, I, I, know, I know a lot of people were saying Holloway was, you know, kind of getting rocked, but I don't, I don't think he was. I think Max Holloway still has that chin. Uh, obviously, Zombie was laying some tough shots on him, but I think Max was just carefully retreating, doing his thing before he got rocked like three or four times in a row. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Korean Zombie, like I said, Barm rushed him in the third round. Uh, live by the sword, die by the sword, I guess. And, um, 
was a nice counter by Max. Uh, sat Korean Zombie down, and uh, Korean Zombie called it a career after a long and very storied career. I know the record isn't all that impressive about being 17 and 8, but I mean, you know, obviously, kind of a, a, a Nate Diaz style fighter, if you will. Like I said, the record doesn't really tell the story. Uh, like I said, this dude just always put up, um, put up very good fights, and um, so yeah, it was a very great fight. I said the crowd was into it, uh, I was into it, and um, I say retired. Uh, everyone gave him the respect he deserved. So, uh, you know, good for Korean Zombie, good for Max Holloway. Uh, happy retirement to Chang Sung Jung. Yeah, man, uh, not just a very good fight, but also. Like you kind of hit on a very emotional fight on both sides. Um, obviously, Max being from Hawaii, uh, them dealing with all those wildfires right now. Uh, once he got on the mic, really, really was uh, pushing for uh, people to keep them in their thoughts. Uh, being, you know, from Hawaii, he's proud to be from there. Um, Shane Sung Jung, you, going into it, you kind of felt like it was retirement fight and the UFC kept hinting at it kept hinting at it over and over and mm. you know I just think it I think it was pretty evident that it was so um really cool moment for Korean Zombie coming off coming out of the octagon uh, mm -hmm. Max Holloway of course being uber respectful like you, you mentioned helping him into his chair giving him like a send off uh, man, you, how can anybody dislike Max, dude? Max is awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, um, really emotional. Had grown men probably around the world kind of tearing up a little bit. Korean Zombie did. Like Zach mentioned, record not the most impressive, but he's a fan favorite for a reason. Uh, just anytime he, he fought, you knew it was just going to be an absolute war. Um, I do think it, it was kind of a fitting ending for him being that, you know, they call him the zombie for a reason. His chin was made of steel. Uh, he would take damage just to, like, he would receive damage just to give you damage. And ultimately his chin gave out and that's why he was contemplating retirement in the first place. Um, so fitting in for zombie, but man, hate to see it. Hate to see him retire. Uh, Ultimately, great for him, great for his family. Uh, he'll forever be a fan favorite in the UFC. Hope the yeah, best. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And um, as I'm sure we'll see him in corners every uh, here and now and then. And um, being a coach, that's just what he does. But uh, yeah, overall, very good card. I'm happy I woke up for it. Like I said, I fell asleep during some of the fights. But it is what it is uh, for what it's worth. Uh, Max Holloway and Chen Sung Jun got fight of the night. Uh, Tafa and Porter got performance of the night. Um, or let me rephrase that: the fight of Tafa and Porter got performance of the night. The award was given to Tafa, and another performance of the night was given to Amikal Leszczyk. Um, you know, uh, fifty thousand dollar bonuses for you know Leszczyk, Tafa, and both Holloway and Korean Zombie. So uh, good for them. I think the uh, I don't know who gives out the awards, but I feel like they got it right on all accords. So overall, great card. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. It's probably a, it's probably a um what's 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 a committee a committee if you will. Probably so. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Dan has something to say about it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I doubt he he himself says, "Oh, you know, that, that was a good fight." Like, Here you go. 
at the end of the day, it's, you know, like these fighters deserve it kind of thing. But, um, good stuff all the way, all the way around. Uh, if you'd like to, we can move on to college football week zero. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Let's move on to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely lived up to its name too. Uh, well, how many games were there? Like seven FBS six. games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, seven. Yep. Um, also very close games. I know the Louisiana Tech game ended up being a lot closer than what it should have. Um, hold on a second. I got ESPN up and like a like loud advertisement just happened because I'm just going through the scores. There we go. Yeah, the uh, Louisiana Tech game ended up being closer than what it should have. <laughs> Florida International, come on, bro. I mean, they had a 14. I'm not sure if they. I know they had 17 points in the first half and then just fell apart after that in true sicko fashion. Uh, the Hawaii Vanderbilt game came down. Yeah, FIU. Yep. Um. The Hawaii Vanderbilt game, uh, it, it kind of came down to the last minute. Vanderbilt had to punt the ball away to Hawaii, who was just charging back with all kinds of momentum. And then uh, Hawaii, you know, um, yeah, they kind of let themselves on fire through an interception at the last second. And Vanderbilt starts off 1-0. You know, I hope they enjoy it for for what it's worth. Um, so, I mean, like I said, some pretty close games. I didn't get to catch the Ohio-San Diego State game. I know we watched the UMass New Mexico State game for a little bit, and that was that was that was kind of a shocker. I mean, what's what's crazy is that forty eight points were scored in the fourth quarter of that game. Four, forty eight points, but that's the two worst teams. I, mean, I don't know what else to what else you can expect there. <laughs> and Navy Notre Dame that was a uh, very good showing by Notre Dame, better than what USC had to uh, put up against San Jose State. But, uh, you know, USC, like, San Jose State scored 28 points. And uh, it was a 21-14 to 14 game and a half. Um, yeah, USC obviously, we away. had concerns for USC um, a few weeks ago when we did our US or our Pac-12 breakdown. And that's the same thing I said. I said, Lincoln Riley has always never been able to field a good defense, even when he was at Oklahoma, and defense was a staple of Oklahoma football teams. It's more of the same thing, man. Like, at some point, I saw it today. Somebody said the reason USC is going to miss the playoffs is not because of Lincoln Riley. It's not because of Caleb Williams. It's because Alex Grinch was not fired during the offseason. And I have to wholeheartedly agree. At some point, Lincoln Riley has to say, enough with friendships. Something has to change. If you're a USC fan. If you're me, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely, and um, like I said, we'll see where they go from there. Uh, and a decent show for Caleb Williams, uh, putting on his, you know, trying to pad his Heisman resume. Uh, wasn't quite able to eclipse three hundred yards, but four touchdowns is a pretty good look. Um, oh, nice. This time ended up finishing with ninety-five yards for Notre Dame. That's what I like. I had his over and the touchdown score, and he did good. So let's go. Actually, I did very well on my bets. I think the only bet I got wrong was the New Mexico State spread. But for like the five or six bets I put up, I did I did fairly well for a second week. But um, yeah, some very good game. What, what game did we not talk about? We're missing one here. Are you tipping Jacksonville State? Did we mention yeah, that one yet? Maybe. Oh, we did hit Notre Dame. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, I heard, at least from what I was seeing on Twitter, I know everyone was just was 
absolutely flipping their lid for uh, Hardison. Is that his name? Gavin Hardison. They're saying oh. he's just like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, I just saw everyone on Twitter was like, this dude's the definition of a gunslinger. I wish I saw the game, which I could see what they're talking about. I mean, I see he has two interceptions and one touchdown, but I do see his average um, yards per pass. I say yards per pass, but yards per completion, 7.2 yards. So, I mean, I guess I can kind of see, um, you know, what they're saying about him. But, uh, yeah, some good, I guess, uh, yeah, I hate to call these good games, but I think it's just mm -hmm. more or less good, good for the soul. Good to see these cool college football that. teams back in action. Yes, and uh, like I said, I was only able to like really truly watch like two of the games, uh, three of the games, but um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, just say, hey, I mean, God, football's back. Football's back, man. It's uh gonna be a good time next week. It's never it really gets really gets crazy. Matter of fact, I got this boat next advertisement for the working ducks. This says bodacious on here. And you mm -hmm. see those that building or the two buildings that has like Bo Nix on it. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Like, yes. like one has his arm and the other is him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like people are taking pictures of different angles of it. And it like makes no sense. Never forget that Bonex had to go to the Pac-12 to succeed. Mm. I know. He was, uh, what, Auburn? Yes. Yeah. You see, I remember that. I don't know. Uh, he went to Oregon two seasons ago. Not this season, obviously, but the season before. This past season was his first year in Eugene. Right, so not this season, but the season, you know, last season. Yeah, yeah, last season. He transferred from Auburn to Oregon and played the whole season at Oregon. Correct. Right. And then you saw that, uh, I know I sent you the video, I forgot who it was. It may have been UMass and uh, UMass in New Mexico State, where the player, the quarterback, his helmet went around. Yes. Still through it. Yeah, Which look, it's, not the, it's not the greatest look, but. Yeah, in his defense, and like you told me, uh, you know, you, if you know there's going to be a penalty, I screw you. Know, I mean, who cares? Because you can end up being, you know, number one on all Sports Center top ten. So I mean, yeah, like, like one nice yeah. off sides, even if it's a stupid throw, just just go ahead and make it. Who cares? Damn it, might as well. Yeah, it, it truly does not matter. So, but uh, yeah, just overall glad college football is back. Did you have any other? Any other notes you want to say about this uh, this week's slew game? So I said, I mean, I know not much action, and I know the action that was there really wasn't the highest quality. But they like said, yeah, just, uh, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to see some of these uh, teams with better uh, competition. Obviously, Notre Dame, uh, Navy's probably going to be one of the worst teams in the country again this year. Uh, same with like San Jose State. San Jose State's quarterback really wasn't bad though. I, I got to give it to them. Mm -hmm. It was better than that quarterback for US that USC got. Mm hmm Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, he's already the Heisman front runner though. If if y'all don't know, I'm not a big Caleb Williams fan. It happens. So um But other than that, like, no. I, I think it's just good to have college fullback. But man, this I, this week wasn't a great representation, or maybe it was, maybe it was because this is what college football is all about. But mm -hmm. it could have been better. I, I wish it would have been more competitive games. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, it's just college football. At the end of the day, statistically speaking, the college football is probably the highest variance sport out there. Just because at the end of the day, how many of these people are professionals? None. Um, so it's it's just such a high variance sport. And so you're going to get some very, very weird results, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, 
Um, Navy could have beat Notre Dame by one, you know, if it was, you know, slightly different weather. Uh, you really just don't know. And like, or like maybe if Navy was playing at home, you know, if it wasn't a game in Ireland. So, I mean, you just, you just never know. And like I said, I mean, just the fact that the game was played in Ireland just like I said, creates this, these high variance situations where like, I mean, oh, who in the world thought that Notre Dame was going to win? I'm sorry. I said, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And uh, like, I mean, who, I, I personally wouldn't have thought Notre Dame would have won by more than what USC won. Um, but like I said, as it goes to show, um, do I think Notre Dame's a better team than USC? Uh, yes. No, but I mean that remains to be seen. So we'll see how. That's kind of like how you say. I guess we'll see how these teams do. I said Vanderbilt actually did honestly worse than I thought they were were going to because I'm pretty sure last year they blew out Hawaii. But like I said, I mean at the end of the day, Hawaii was playing uh, for the state of Hawaii and all the fires and stuff. So yep. I say you just never, you just, you truly never know. Um, you know, yeah. one day someone's going to wake up lost doing their well quarterback, one day. So. Oh, he died? No. He transferred. Oh, well, you, so oh like he, said, he said it like, like you're like, oh, Vanderbilt lost their quarterback because I just got through talking well, about the from fires. Last year, I was like, oh, they wow. blew, blew Hawaii out. They lost their quarterback oh. from last year. Yeah. Mike Wright. Oh, who? 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 What? When? Anyways, that'll wrap it up for today's episode. Um, <laughs> unless you have any uh, closing thoughts, Peyton. What? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Should we explain that to the people? <laughs> no, no. I'm most. I'm sure most people know that. If you say what. And you, you, you know, it's a, it's a setup, kind of like a, uh, don't know how to explain it anyways, but, uh. No, I don't have any closing thoughts. Um, just excited for both of that. Uh, Saints are playing right now, so I don't, I haven't checked this, that score, so. Me neither. Well, I can't watch it on TV because guess what? We don't get Fox and whenever we try and stream it, like on a different app. Because we have DirecTV, right? So we don't get the Fox channel. It's one of those channels that, like, backed out of their deal at DirecTV. So it's like, okay, cool. We can watch it on the app. Wrong. Because it's a black, it's blacked out because it's in our area. So it's like, okay. Mm. Like, you know, how do you watch it? Yeah. But I guess uh, it is what it is. The Saints know. and the Texans are tied at Saints. Sickos. Sickos. No. No. I don't, I don't think Derek Carr played. Okay. What's that have to do with anything? Jameis Winston was the starter last year. James Winston. Oh, the Texans were winning at the end of the first quarter. Yep. Not great. Everyone thinks the Steelers are going to be Super Bowl champs this year. They're undefeated in the preseason. Dude, okay. Am I crazy? Or did the preseason used to be four games? You are correct. Yeah, well, that's... Oh, what the heck was that? I'm sorry. Um... No, you're correct, but uh, if you remember, I think a couple years ago, they shortened the preseason and added a regular season game. Oh, so this is the first year that it's three-game preseason? No. Or they just added the one game this year, didn't they? No. No. Man, are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, man. Such a... 
Yeah, no, and then we'll wrap up the show like that. Um, and uh, that's a good segue into uh, our next episode. We will be giving our thoughts on some NFL teams. Uh, we don't know if we're going to cover a conference yet or certain divisions, but uh, anyways, we'll have our thoughts behind it. And uh, obviously, NFL is a little bit—I say a little bit easier to predict, but at the end of the day, it is. It is what it is. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll more or less be giving predictions, but or less, I guess a better word would be outlooks for these teams. You know, like rather than saying we think the Bills are going to go like 12 and five, we may more or less say like, okay, uh, we think the Bills are going to be you know good in this area, and I think in their division they'll be okay. But obviously, you know, like linebackers, you know, there's still some like uh, you know, you know, areas that need to be worked on. Um, you know, may say may. Yeah, okay. may say stuff like that rather than you college football. I know we were more or less concerned uh, with their record and like why their record were to be like that. But with the NFL, I think we'll just try and you know obviously cover the bigger names and um you know and like kind of how we did for college football. I guess do strengths and weaknesses, but we'll more or less say you know I guess focus on the areas that might get them in trouble rather because I mean NFL. I'm sorry, it's pretty easy, but like most people understand that you know. The Chiefs, you know, we don't need to spend all day talking about Mahomes because that's just that just doesn't make everyone knows that, you know. Yeah, or Kelsey. So, I mean, you know who Kelsey and Mahomes are. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, it's not going to be, you know, I don't know, but I don't know how we'll do that. I don't know if we'll do it by conference, by division, or like I said, if we'll start from who we think the worst teams will be and work our way up to the best teams. But even that can cause some variance between us. I don't know. We'll see. We may just do the AFC. See how we feel, then do NFC the day before. Yeah, the day before NFL starts, which is next Thursday. Yep. Chiefs and Lions. All right, good deal. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. As always, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for tuning. Uh, yeah, yeah. So on and so forth. Yep. Thank y'all for listening again. Uh, we re- really do appreciate it. Um, if y'all could, if y'all enjoy listening, please share the uh, show promote us get us bigger we would really appreciate it <laughs> get us bigger <laughs> Pause. who knows we might have a giveaway what, in the what, future what, if we get, if we get it real big so what, what, what do you mean get get us bigger what do you mean by that what, yeah. where you close at where you close at where you close at <laughs> but yeah absolutely uh, please share if you do like this you know obviously um, any kind of like any kind of support is always appreciated by us uh, you know just a couple guys having fun like so if you like listen to us yeah uh, let other people know word of mouth is obviously the best word um yeah and well obviously greatly appreciated um with that guess that's it yep thank y'all yep peace <laughs> <laughs>